going on everyone i wanted to give you something really special and creative and funny because we're back after like a three-week hiatus but i don't even have any of that i'm just going to start back <laughs> by saying i am josh rogers i am brian here and we are your favorite friendly neighborhood casa negros back for another episode of the jigsaw podcast your favorite podcast where we talk about how we navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created but in that we talk about the perils the praises the productivity and the pomp and circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure it out brian Yes. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left I shouldn't you. have left you. <laughs> Without a dope beat to step two. How step are two. you? Uh, uh, man, it's great, to, it's great to be black. Always all great to yes. be black. Yes. Uh, glad to be in the land of living. Uh, I am exhausted, but we are here. You're exhausted? What you so exhausted for, man? Just, we've, I've been ripping and running. You know? Listen, running for, well, Mr. McMahon said I've been running for Jesus a long time. I'm not tired I'm yet. not tired yet. <laughs> so don't you get weary in your well doing, Brian. For a due season. <laughs> you shall reap if you faint not. Not. The race is not given to the swift of the strong, <laughs> but to those who endure. Mm-hmm. You can limp to the finish line as long as you finish. It's all right. I just That's a word. I wait on the Lord. He's going to renew my strength. Wait on him. Man with wings and eagles. Listen, wait on. That's what that's what Matt and Mark Clark said. You've got to. And, and what Dorinda said. You've got to wait on Jesus. Wait on him. Wait on him, Brian. I'm I just came here to encourage you. Carriage. <laughs> no matter what's going on, <laughs> he will make it all right. See how we can link these things together? But you got to be what? You got to be strong. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been in church all your life. You can just throw that stuff together. It don't even got to make sense. You just hear a word of God just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, but, we, but we've seen each other in the midst of this break. We have. We've hung, hung out, out a few out, times. We've done a few, a few of the things. Mm-hmm. A few things. One, uh, first and foremost, you know, we had the, the um, Capitalian Day. Well, no, first and foremost was the the iHeartRadio podcast. It was. It, mm-hmm. it was that. Okay. We did go to that. that we was did go a, to that. That was, that was a time. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a time. <laughs> it was a time. It was a time. Shout it out Charlemagne. Shout out to Black Heart. Black Effect. Black Effect. What did our women say? Charlemagne. Charlemagne. DJ Envy and Angela. Y'all got some names on y'all. Man, God, he can spell. He can spell independent, but can't read no names. <laughs> he probably, I'm, I am positive that was plastered on the wall in that studio. I am positive. Or maybe they click him in and like I click. Yes, they was in his ear. In I, in deep, like Reverend. Ah, <laughs> uh, good but stuff. Also, Capicaliente. We got we, we got did. spicy. We did. <laughs> Great time. time. Now I ain't gonna hold you, Brian. Yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. you know me and Brian are part of two different chapters. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I always go to support. That's like my, you know, if they mm-hmm. say like in church, your sister church, mm-hmm. that's my that's my brother chapter. Yeah, you know, since I go over there, I go quite often. I'm a mm-hmm. recurring guest over there, <laughs> and I got there late. Uh-huh. I got there late, and I was a little concerned. <laughs> Everybody I said, was concerned. I said, "Ooh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a real auntie fest. It's gonna be slow because <laughs> it started off slow, but then it, it got it, it it got going. The people got, got to going, and people we had a great time. Yeah, it was it, it was the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this: no mm-hmm. disrespect to my older brothers in the chapter. Okay, um, 
my younger brothers, my line brothers, Sasha the James, Sasha the James. Um, they were kind of like Jalen. He's a daddy, ain't he? Congratulations, I, know, I, I would say I put it video, but he put it on social media, so I can say it. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, all, my, all my line brothers having babies at this point. These niggas just, just fertile, not fertile, but they girls is fertile. Um, so, uh, so they were doing a lot of the work, but then our older brothers, sure, in the chapter. They wanted to decide what time it was supposed to be. Got you. Okay. So, you know, I don't think they considered the demographic that we were mm-hmm. trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. they wanted to be like our Kappa Derby times two. Because Kappa Derby was eight to for four to eight. And it was like a Friday exactly. night. Why would yeah. you ask them from four to eight on a yeah. Friday night in Atlanta? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So, I'm, yeah. It really started in essence around like seven, seven thirty. For sure, for sure. And then it went to about ten o'clock. And then after that, we had our, you know, we went to another place after that. Had yeah, a wonderful yeah. time. It's always an after party. Always. After always. the show was the after party, and after the party is the hotel lobby. And you know, we didn't go to no hotel. I went home. <laughs> we went to the house. We got, got there late. I went, we I went. went, I went to my, I, I walked into my vestibule of my home. <laughs> right. That's where I came. Uh, but no, it was a good time. It was Cinco on the DeMaio. I had on mm. this, um, I wore some black owned um, merch. I had on a Reborn King shirt. Shout out mm-hmm. Reborn Kings. Y'all mm-hmm. can sponsor us if you want. And I had on a Houston white vest. Mm-hmm. And it was I got, nice. I, I got, thank you. I got a lot of comments in my DMs about that vest. Where you get that from, bro? I said the Target. It ain't no secret. It's it was Houston White collection. It was like I ain't seen at his collection. I said, "Well, maybe this is for me. This is for me. God, my secret shopper. I can't control. <laughs> I can't control how he blessed me." Right. <laughs> um, but it was a good time. I had my fresh pop smoke braids. They still look, they still look okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I was feeling myself because I ain't been. You know, I don't go outside like that no more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I told Brian, we got to get outside more often. We do. Together. We really do. We really do together. Because I be outside when I be outside. Yeah, you know, but you know, Brian be jet setting across the world yeah. on the weekends. I be what's, what, what's this sizzle say? You have nine to five. Give somebody else the weekend, okay? Supposed <laughs> <laughs> to lose your mind on the weekend, Brian. <laughs> Not be working. Listen, That's what the song said. I, I'm working. I'm working toward. I'll be a little more. Uh, you know, working on my schedule to be a little better, especially on the weekends. Um, so we'll, you know. Things happen. It is what it is. So how have your work has I know you started the new role. How has it been so far? Um, it's been back to back for the most part, like each okay. week. Uh I think what's funny because I think you and I were both out of town at the same time. You were mm-hmm. in Chicago, I was in Philly, and then this past week I was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's new, it's brand new. Um, but I enjoy I enjoy the work that I do. Yeah. Um it's similar work though, right? That's it's definitely doing. similar work. Uh it's just um, I'm working with a bunch of different firms. So gotcha. I, I I work one firm. I work you know firm I actually work for get employed with, but we work with other firms who are trying to who I'm trying to get to sell our product. Got you. Okay. Right. So I'm the dish. Okay. I'm I am I guess ghost in this this point, and then I'm I trying to get you know, the corner boys or whatever to I sell the product it. that I have. I guess I that makes it. any sense. You the distro. I'm the distro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the distro. <laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, I got to go out there, wine, dine, yeah, you know, have great conversations and stuff like that to kind of get them to sell what we got to sell, so I can make this money. Gotcha. I can I can create a shell company if it means that I get wine, dine. <laughs> <laughs> no trips. 
I do what I have to do. The white the white's been doing it for years. Listen, I do what I have to do. We just Preacher. learned in ghosts that they, you know, that white people coming was a whole Ponzi scheme. Listen, <laughs> create your you know? uh, organization. Listen. They, they sell life insurance. Listen, then, LLCs ain't nothing but like a hundred dollars. Like, listen, done. That's it. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. When you were in, I think, I think you I was in Philly. Philly. I was in Chicago. Yeah, what were you doing in Chicago? I, so I was leading. Um, a DEI summit, mm-hmm. so to speak, and um, you know, I I did my thing. I let the girls I, have it. I know. I told, I told, I said, I need all oh, y'all to take a deep breath. I said, white supremacy is the ocean and not the shark. <laughs> I just <laughs> just came out with it. Um, but it was no, it was a, it was a, um, a convening about bridge building, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I have my thoughts about that. I won't get into that, but like, mm-hmm. just really encouraging them to like. If you're gonna build a bridge, you gotta you gotta perform maintenance on bridges, right? Yes. You gotta mm-hmm. understand bridge building fatigue because what yep. if I'm sometimes as black people, we're expected to build ninety percent of that bridge while the other person builds the ten, and right. then we get fifty fifty credit, and it don't work like that, right? So it was a lot of things I brought to light so that mm-hmm. these people can understand the ways which are supposed to be doing DEI training. Um, but yeah, that 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 trip was cool. It was thirty degrees in Chicago on May first. Jesus, on no. May first, on May first. At that point, it's supposed to be. I'm like. And one of the wind gusts literally almost blew me away. Like I, I legit it. felt my body. Like the that wind snuck through one of them alleys and between them buildings and blasted me almost into the street. It's and I told my coworkers it was a five. It was a five minute walk. I said I'm I'm Ubering tomorrow. It's like <laughs> I said I don't care. It could be three dollars. I'm Ubering tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. And it was like drizzling. You know yeah, I don't. Nah. And I had on a suede jacket. Are you crazy? <laughs> You're destroying my clothes. I'm about to get sick. I can't. Not a chance. No, 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 and no. But no, I had a good time. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to your home state in a couple of weeks. Oh, awesome. For work, I'll be in the Los Angeles, California. Well, technically, I'll be in Long Beach. Okay. Um, but I'm going to you know, spend some time in Los, <laughs> in Los Angeles Hello. while I'm there. Um, and then the week right after that, I'll be back in Chicago. Um mm. I'll be presenting at a conference. I'm one of the main presenters really? at the conference. I want so. the conference to be in a conference in Chicago in July. I'm not June? doing anything in July, July? to Tampa. No, sorry. June. It'll be in Chicago in June. June what? 21st to the 23rd. Ah, I'll be gone. I'm okay, there the 14th about to... through the 16th. Okay, because it's, it's supposed to be like a diversity. Uh, I'm going to the diversity kind of conference for like wholesalers and stuff like that so i was thinking maybe oh. maybe you was on the program i need to get on the program <laughs> i got i do have an announcement in that regard and i must i'm gonna share in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. you know but anyway mother's day mother's we day was, i wasn't we here day. for mother's day but we left y'all with a good mother's day episode um it was good it was expensive it's always expensive yeah um my wife is you know very high maintenance um, and not in like a bad way. She just yeah. likes what she likes. Um, my mom has a particular taste, so mm-hmm. I, I spent a lot of money. Then I bought yeah. dinner for my wife and my mother in law, and you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mother's <laughs> Day when you have a wife, a mom, and a mother's mother in law, it it it, it adds it mm-hmm. adds up. And that's all the birthday is in like a week. Yeah, not even a week. Her birthday's in like less than her birthday's the twenty second. Today's the seventeenth. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> is the twenty third. So like I, it's it's back. And yeah, back. May is yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Like my niece's birthday is at the top of the month. Mother's Day, Ash's birthday, Ash's cousin's birthday, who's we're really close to. Ash's mom's birthday, and then Rashawn, my my oldest sister's birthday. May is I'm always broken May. Yeah, and when yeah. Ash was graduating from college, oh. 
It was it was mm-hmm. it was the worst. Yeah. yeah, Mother's Day was cool. It was cool. Yeah, was I cool. enjoyed Mother's Day. I cooked uh, for my mom, Lauren. Bought, mm-hmm. gave them gifts. Brooklyn gave gifts. It was a mm-hmm. great time. Like it was, it was, it was low, low stress. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't really like going to the restaurants. Asha on Mother's loves Day. a reservation on Mother's Day. Ooh. <laughs> we we be in the streets. We be out. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, like Lauren and my mom are okay with being in the house on Mother's Day. I'm about mm. that. To me, I think last year I tried to eat reservations and it was a nightmare. I did. Yeah. I did a terrible job last year. So this year I said, "Listen, we're just gonna cook. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do. I, I'm gonna give options. I'm gonna do. I, I did Italian. I did surf and turf. Uh, we had desserts, multiple desserts. We did. Uh, like I said, Brooklyn gave the gifts. We hung out. Everybody fell asleep because we were just eating at the itis. It was. Mm. It was solid. My God, my God. Yeah, Asher loves reservation and. Um, my mom is starting to rotate Mother's Day, so she'll okay. be here next year. I, I get to have Mama for Mother's to Day next year. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and those girls can do whatever they want to do Monday. I saw mm-hmm. them all on Facebook going to paint and sips, and Mother of God <laughs> had on a jumper suit. I said, "What is y'all doing to my mother? This is <laughs> what, what is happening? Y'all up here just enjoying things? Hallelujah!" <laughs> um, so something happened, and I have to, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the bigger man. Okay. I'm gonna be the bigger man. Okay. You no, know, the, the Lakers defeated the Grizzlies in the first round of the playoffs. And, they did. You know, so that happened. That's all I have. <laughs> I don't know what else to say <laughs> other than to just admit that it happened. You know, it happened. It was. It, a, it was. It was a decent series. Um, yeah, it was. A, it was definitely entertaining series. It was entertaining. I'm going to say this. I am going to say this. I'm going to get in my my my, my Josh Rosen athletic abbreviations hat. With, okay. With my analyst hat on. Okay. I believe mm-hmm. that if Brandon Clark and Steven Adams were not hurt. The Grizzlies would have took it in seven. I, I, I can see that happening. I can I can see that because you have it, it, it's different. Because now Stephen Adams is guarding AD. Mm-hmm. AD hates banging. Um, you know, it's it's a difference. Like yep. injuries, injuries play a major role. Thing, and into, Brandon Clark could have definitely subbed in for Brooks a lot of those times. Um, I think we. I think what's his face um, depended on Luca Don the Luca dude. Um, way too late into the series, and then when he came in and started spitting fire, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he's a he's like he's one of the clutch three pointers. Oh yeah, Luke Kennard. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Luke Kennard, not Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke Kennard. Yeah. So like he got hurt after he finally got it. So I think if a few coaching changes, mm-hmm. no injuries, it would have been a different. I don't know. I still I felt like it may have still went to game seven, but mm-hmm. it would have been a different series for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, and, and like I tell people all the time, if I'm not rooting for the Lakers, I'm rooting for the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. just for obvious reasons, you know. Um, people I love to live in Memphis. I like, you know, I like John Morant. In regards to all the stuff that people, I still we stand I, with John Morant. I still love John Morant. We stand with John. <laughs> um, I still love him as I talk about that in great conversation. But upcoming black man, black player. You know, he's the he's the future of the league. Like as, you talk about them get a conversation, but he's the future of the league. So mm-hmm. I, I love Memphis. I root for Memphis. Um, there's a few teams that I root for, but you know, that's one. If, the, if it's not the Lakers, you know, I, I mm-hmm. usually root for. I want them to succeed. Uh, it would be a big deal if the Grizzlies won a championship. So, oh yeah, I, and I feel like as long if we talk about this, we'll go deeper. But if Ja can get his head right, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies can maintain some sense of health, and mm-hmm. you know, bring, maybe bring in some additional supporting cash through trades and drafts, or whatever, mm-hmm. they have a really great chance for taking it home in the next two to three years, yeah. if not next year. They have a solid window. So, yeah, 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 yeah. They got they got a nice window of opportunity right now to do it. Um, but enough about that. Okay. Enough about that. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's time. Do you have a black ask moment? I Let's do. Get to the song of the week. Okay. I do. Let's get into it. Okay. All right. We're at the black ass moment where there's questions and conversations concerning black culture and community. These can be either be critical or comedic. This time, mm-hmm. I'm going to use Gabrielle Union. Okay. My God. Okay. She went on the social medias or she was on an interview and something like that. And she was talking about how she feels about financial security and all those things. Mm. And she said that her and Dwayne Wade go 50 50. Mm. And the girls in the comments dragged Mother Union talking about this nigga makes $100 million and you can have it, love. And I'm never going to be going 50 50 with my man and blase, blase, mm. blase. So, mm. I guess my question is My God, what is the conversation about? I see this, it's not new. The yeah. conversation about women wanting to go 50-50 or not going 50-50. Yeah. Where do you stand, women, on going 50-50? Brothers, where do you stand on going 50-50? Uh, is it something you think is a good idea, bad idea, all that kind of great stuff? So that's the conversation with question for this week. So those uh, puzzle pieces, I'm sure we'll put this on social media. Jeff yeah. Jazz, shout out to Chris. And we'll put it out there. I want to hear your response. Uh, and if we got to have a conversation about it. And this is kind of a... A podcast conversation that is had been overhead, but I can't. It's it. It keeps coming up, and I really would love to see like what is the Hey Kelly and Nicole, right? <laughs> we have, we're inviting you back <laughs> for this. This one. will be a great one because <laughs> uh, because I can. There are they are accomplished business women, mm-hmm. you know. They are they are with men who are accomplished as well. So I would love to see you know, their take on, you know, splitting bills and stuff like that and what mm-hmm. that dynamic looks like. Champagne wives, come on yeah. back. Come because back. We got to have, we got to talk about it. Great question. So. Can I give my answer real quick? Yeah, like you can give your answer. answer. I think, so I think one, it's hard, like marriage counseling and advice, mm-hmm. none of it is universal. I think yep. there are universal truths that can be applied to any relationship. But I think specifically when you talk about money, like mm-hmm. you got to do what works best for you. I've said this before. Um, The example that I saw in my home where my parents having separate accounts, doing things, and they manage their money Mm -hmm. in a very particular way. You pay for this. I pay for that. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And they're they've been they're going on 31 years of marriage this year. Uh And one of the few arguments I've ever heard them have was about money. They mm. figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's been working for 31 years, and that's their thing, right? Yep. People may judge it, people may whatever, but they ain't got they ain't got them problems, right? right? And they empty <laughs> nesters, they doing their thing, they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want to do at this age, right? And I will say for my home personally, um, we don't necessarily do 50-50, but we put about 70-ish percent of both of our checks in one account. Mm-hmm. And the bills come out of that account. Got it. So technically, it probably is a 50-50 situation. I will mm-hmm. say this. I make more than my wife. Mm-hmm. So my 70% is bigger than her 70%. Mm. <laughs> I also, <laughs> um, that means my 30% is bigger than her 30%. Mm-hmm. So I also take up a lot of slack, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm just like, sometimes I buy groceries. It don't come out the bill account. Yeah. I swipe my personal card, right? Mm-hmm. There are some things I take. I may pay a little extra on this bill or that bill. I do it personally, yep. right? So, you know, in that regard, I don't think it's always so black and white. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. sometimes, especially if you have a joint account, technically everything is split down the middle because all yeah. your money is going in one pot. But at the same time, I do feel like, depending on the circumstance, depending yeah. on the person, one partner may be still contributing more to the house financially. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. than another. And I know that. I know that about myself. I mm-hmm. contribute more to this house than my wife does. And it's just by virtue that I make more, right? Mm-hmm. That's really it. And it's yeah. me taking the burden off her. And I also told her with my 15,000 jobs, when I finally get one or two that pay mm-hmm. me like the big seven figures I want, then your check can be all, all of yours. Like mm-hmm. I want that for her. I don't want right. a housewife. Right, <laughs> but I want her. That, let me, that let me, part. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me make that very clear. I don't want a housewife, but I do desire to one day be like your whole check is yours. I mm-hmm. I got us. And that's just my personal desire to be able to do. But right. I but I still won't be little Asha. I would because she could during COVID. She held down this house mm-hmm. when I got laid off for about five months. Mm-hmm. Held it down. Now, granted, we weren't going nowhere and spending no money, but we still <laughs> like it didn't stop our bills from like right. the monthly stuff still had to be done. Right. So yeah. anyway. I you know I know that the girls was in a tizzy, but in a tizzy, I think it is so relative and subjective, right, to each couple, and and then I think then Gabby admit that she had like trust issues with money and insecurities around money in that, which yeah, is part of the reason why she yeah they do that yeah, mm-hmm. and I think in in her previous relationship she said in her previous marriage she did hundred percent of everything, so she was the one See? working and paying the bills, so. And if anything, in essence, this is really like a come up for her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the only doing 50 now. But then, mm-hmm. but that's, that could be, it could be psyche. It could be all kinds of things um, to why that the demographic, the, I, I'm in a, I'm a partnership model. My thought process is yeah. I would have a hard time if, if there's no partnership. I felt like I was just doing everything because mm-hmm. then I'd be like, well, what's the what's the person being married? If I'm just mm-hmm. do everything, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going mm-hmm. to work hard every day and I'm going to come home and cook and clean. Like, what's the person being married if you just do everything yourself right um so i think the partnership i enjoy the partnership we both share um i make sure that everybody has money if she needs to do something want to go somewhere i take care of all that make sure she got it all yeah. the bills get paid that's, that's our job as long as all the bills get paid we do the whatever we want to do sure they get paid yeah make sure you pay we go on every trip we want to go on brooklyn is taken care of so that's our model um so um that is, I guess we'll talk about that when, when hopefully Kelly and Nicole come yeah, back. Yeah, we'll get Because them back. Uh, that's we'll an interesting conversation. It's such an interesting one. All right. All right. Song of the week. Song of the week. And you know, I like to do things outside the box. My God. <laughs> My God. It's been three weeks, y'all, and I haven't, and I haven't been, I haven't been, you know. Okay. So this has just hit my spirit. Okay. It's not in thing. That's fine. Um, it's that not a so thing. But it just made me happy. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> you don't have to use drugs to make a living. No, no. You don't have to use drugs to survive. What make you think you're getting ahead? Here goes the good part here. Yes. Come on. Put him away. Because. Yes. <laughs> that was Reverend F.C. Barnes and Company. 
Can't you see what drugs are doing? You about your brain and hoping no You'll never get nowhere smoking the pipe. Nowhere. Never. You want to get your lesson out and want to be smart in school? Get rid of the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get close to God. Find your church to That's the only response I have. <laughs> To get that song. So, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, we're going to head on over <laughs> to the Blessed Up Report and talk about some black excellence. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But the blessing report where we, we shout out black folks doing great black things, we yes. praise blind black businesses all year long, not just in Black History Month. So That's this week right. we have Take Off Luggage, RP Take Off. This now nothing no relation to him. Um, but uh Take Off Luggage and Steven Davis. Uh Davis is a Detroit entrepreneur, and he often found himself flying spirit. And he <laughs> realized <laughs> what a life. What a life. What a life. <laughs> Often flying Often spirit. Flies. That is a deliberate choice. Listen, shout out it, Christian Dula, our frat brother, who oh, goes yo. hard for Spirit Airlines. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I no clue. My God. Okay, go yeah. ahead. That uh, threw me off, right? Often. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess he he's a, a, a I guess they call budget airlines. So you you often flying spirit. Realized that baggage fees actually end up costing more than the ticket in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So he put his bachelor's degree from uh, business, a bachelor's degree in business from Oakland University, put it to work, and said, Let me create something that will help me, you know, uh, make money or help other people save money. So basically, what it works is uh, having wheels in your suitcase is a must, but they sometimes can get in the way of making your bag and taking it from an overhead to under the seat. So basically what they done, paraphrasing now, basically what they did is they created the, these bags where you can actually take off the wheels in a matter of just seconds uh, and then move it from the overhead compartment, which costs money, to the under the seat compartment, which I guess saves uh, a lot of money uh, over time. The great thing about the product is it, is, it works just like any other luggage, uh, has double-sided storage, uh, hard shell protection, has TSA-approved locks, uh, it allows you to shrink your stuff uh, to get it from the higher place to the smaller place to save you some money. You can go and check it out right now at takeoffluggage.com or on IG at takeoffluggage. So again, takeoffluggage.com or takeoffluggage on IG to uh, get this removable, spinnable luggage that can help My you God. save some money. For those of you who are flat flying spirit. Yes. Um. Yeah. Bless. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and beyond that, yeah, it's just great to see a black man <laughs> doing creating <that>. logic. <laughs> I think you can find it on Amazon and maybe I think Target or I think more so Amazon though. So you can get it, okay. check it out now. Rest up, <sighs> my God. Um, it's been a while, so you know the folks have been going on to glory. All right, let me, uh, let, me let me get let me. Could you go ahead? I'm gonna give you some hope of music in, in the background <laughs> because you know the folks have been have been flying up out of here pretty quickly. So first is Tory Bowie uh, or Bowie. American track and field athlete who primarily 
Completed the long jump, 100 meters and 200 meters. She won the silver medal in the 100 meter and the bronze in the 200 meter at the 2016 Rio Olympics. Uh, she also won gold in the 4 bar 100 relay at that same Olympics in Rio. She passed away at a young age. So we are definitely praying and uh, resting up her. Um, Harry Belafonte. Gold bar... <laughs> <laughs> Just keep reading, man. This is your background. Name is Harold George <laughs> Belafonte Jr. Um, recently passed away. He's an American singer, actor, and activist who uh, popularized uh, calypso music here in the States. Uh, he is one of the few performers who has achieved or received the EGOT, which is the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Uh, although he won the Oscar in a non competitive category, he still got it, right? Um, he was also one on the front lines of the civil rights movement, known to be one of the best friends of Martin Luther King Jr. And even after his passing, he continued to walk alongside of Coretta and continue to do great things for the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, normally, we don't put the Wahites or the Europeans on the rest up, but one who has been close to the black culture, my God, is Ger- Gerald Norman Springer, Jerry, Jerry, right? <laughs> Better known as Jerry Springer. What was uh, what was after school without Jerry Springer, One Hundred Six Park, and TRL? It was a lineup. <laughs> we came home to Jer- like Jerry was. It was on. It was a thing. And then they had the Jerry uns- uncensored the videos that you wanted to see because you wanted to see what was bleeped out and blurred out. All that kind of stuff. You wanted to see the fights unedited. So he had a chokehold on the community. The folks went to, to the social medias and paid their respects out oh loud. Uh, for those that don't know, he was an American broadcaster, journalist, actor, producer, lawyer, and at one point was a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did all these things. He worked in you know law and all that kind of stuff. Had a law degree, blah 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 blah. But the biggest thing was he hosted the Jerry Springer show, a yes, raunchy uh uh show he at one point he had some like real solid episodes about the kkk and and why things Mm -hmm. are happening but then at one point he said you know what let's just get these ratings let's get these little people out here let's get these um uh, at one point let's uh, get these folks who are trans Mm -hmm. and get them to you know to express their love and show things out there let's get these brothers who are having sex with the same girl anything you can think of he put it on the show had the conversation show ran from 1991 to 2008 that is a long that is a run (laughs) a run and then at the end he always gave us a little you know preached word at the end and he did give us a word telling us after after wigs is in in eyelashes and everything all over the floor he's telling us to be good to each other my god Uh, hilarious uh but shout out to the rest of the jerry springer um and then i'm gonna use this last one i'm gonna let you go back and talk about all the people in a second but this is not a rest up but death is worth discussing with this person here, uh, Carolyn Dunham. And let me stop that music right there. Um, because Hezekiah talked about going to heaven. <laughs> and <laughs> that accused Emmett Till. Um, so in hell, she is lifting up her eyes. Um, I, you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but if she went there, I would not cry one tear. She got a chance to live her life. She never... Mm-hmm. You know, told the truth. Uh, you know, it never came out. So she took a person's life, and not with her own hands, but by her words and her lies. She you know, ultimately calls this young boy to be brutally murdered, yep. tortured, all the things, and she just went on living her European life and My was God. untouched. 
My God. Um, so, you know, rest up to everybody else. She can burn in the pit of fire for all I care. Feel that fire. <laughs> Let it burn. That's what Jasmine said. <laughs> That's what she said. All right. So any um, comments on the anybody on the rest up uh, report? Not at all, actually. I think you did a very um, comprehensive job. Uh, with Jerry was just a part of the culture. Harry Belafonte is, is, is a staple. I wasn't asking me with the with the runner and the track star, but it's always <laughs> you know it's always a tragedy to lose a black woman. Um, so rest up to them, prayers to their families, and to Carolyn Bryant, circle of life. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So we're going to go straight on into the billboard. Bronny James, um, son of LeBron. James, um, he is predicted to be one of the next NBA superstars. We'll see mm-hmm. if it plays out. We hope that he doesn't have the Michael Jordan um, child effect, Ooh, right? Where yeah. his his children are just not they're here selling shoes and doing all of the <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, they're successful in their own right. And, you know, one of them listen, is even dating the former wife of Scotty, knocking Griffin. her down. Listen, listen, listen. When she was <laughs> once auntie, and now she's mama. Um, but that's 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 neither here nor there. So um, Bronny James, <laughs> Bronny mm. James, um, is is finishing his high school career and has chosen to go to the USC Trojans. Um, likely, he will be there for about a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. probably go straight into the NBA. Yeah. Um, and LeBron is super excited and proud, and is holding on to stay in the league yep. um, <laughs> until <laughs> LeBron, um, until Bronny gets in so he can play, so they can play together on the same court. Um, and LeBron is also excited because Bronny is now the first person in their family to go to college. Yep. Um, I have my thoughts around that, and you mm-hmm. know what? That's another conversation for another day. Ultimately, yep. we are excited and happy um, that he chose to do that. BET, yep. Black Entertainment Television. Mm-hmm. We told y'all earlier that Byron Allen, um, Diddy, and Tyler Perry were all putting in bids to buy the network, and we believe mm-hmm. on this here podcast yep. that Tyler Perry, uh, Madea, Maybell Simmons is mm-hmm. the best fit yep. for the network. However, some other blacks said, wait a minute, don't close the bidding and put my name in the hat. Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal, Kenya Barrett, 50 Cent have came together with Group Black mm-hmm. at is a company name. Um, a company that <laughs> aims to invest and grow black-owned media um, firms. No deal has been finalized, um, but this is an interesting group. That Shaquille, Kenya, and 50. Now, 50 and, K- and Kenya. Yeah. You know, I still think that's an interesting pair. Yeah, it is. But considering 50 success. I mean, y'all can say what y'all want to say about 50 Cent. His success in television. You can't, I mean, every single thing he touches, some stuff isn't like force, is like had to grow me a little bit, and I'm still yeah. second That's season. That's like the we'll weakest see. item. And, but it's still decent. Yeah. And it's still decent. It's not bad, right? It's yeah. still decent. Um. So anyway, like 50, and of course, Kenya, say what you want to say about Kenya, black, if nothing else, blackish. Yeah. Speaks for itself, right? Yep. Grownish was a solid, mixed-ish, you know, mm-hmm. it was cool. Um, and Some of his movies, you know, Black AF, I didn't really get with um, and then what was the one with Lauren London and Eddie with the one that just came uh, out? Is it you people? You people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was okay. I feel like yeah, it, it, it could have been. A, it could have been. A, it could have been developed a little better, but it was okay. Um, but anyway, Kenya has great success in media and television. Shaq, I think he's just there for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, even with that group, I still believe Tyler the Perry. Yeah, is the one that's going to do. Um, that's going to do well. I just hope and pray, Brian. Yeah. That with all these black bids, mm-hmm. that they don't sell this thing to a white company. Oh, that is my pr- like. They, they better. Not. I would. I would rather Byron. I would rather any. I would rather any of these other people get it. 
before you sell it to a white company. Yeah, if, if that that would be a slap in the face. And I, at that point, I feel like you know you don't want to like lose a black television show. But I think at that point, you you boycott. I'm not watching BET. If you if you have all these predominant black folks, yes, looking to purchase for, it, right. And the great thing about this, you feel like I think there should be there's a, a place for collaboration at this point. Honestly, imagine Tyler Perry buys it. Yep. He sits down with Kenya and and Fifty and say, "Hey, let's make BET the place for to watch television." Mm-hmm. So imagine if you get a power and, and a power esque show. I must say, yeah, because power and stuff can't go on BET. Like but, we, you know, we, power we esque, like you know, something like that. Kenya brings his stuff to BET. Um, like you get on Saturday mornings, you get black college football. Uh, black you know, BET literally can, could be if can done be correctly. It. Yeah, can it be could be the amazing. place where black people watch TV. We can have our own news. We can have our own kids show on Saturday mornings. We can have everything. Gracie's Corner could be on BET on Saturday mornings. Tab time, tab time, like all that stuff can literally be on BET, and we can. It could be a situation where we don't have to change the channel if we don't need to. Bring yeah. us back a, a video hour slot just for nostalgia. All Tyler Perry, comic all the shows view. he has. What do you say? Bring us back Comic View. I love bring, Comic View. Yeah, bring back Comic View. Like, and then honestly, you can have BET, BET Plus, BET Two. You can give us, uh, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like all these, you know, uh, I don't like Byron Allen because he's just, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Tyler Perry, man, Tyler Perry buys it, but he works with in collaboration with Fifty and Kenya. And Fifty, he has great ideas that he says, you know, he's having, having issues with stars. So he's trying to find places to get his shows. So why not just collaborate and collaborate and make, make it BET yeah. the the what it can and should be for the for the culture. I agree. And you know, and one thing that 50 can do, because I feel like power BMF, those as because they get raunchy, mm-hmm. they need to stay on premium channels. Yeah. yeah However, yeah. give us what Empire should have been. Yes. Because you remember people was comparing power and empire at one point, mm-hmm. and they were totally different. But if you can give us that same kind of like thing, but keep it, f- and then you still get a little bit more leeway on BET than you did Fox, because you yep. can cuss a little bit more. Yep. You can do a little bit more, you know, on cable television. Yep. So I think that there's still a possibility for 50 Cent to create the type of art that he wants to create. I mean, even Snowfall, right? Yeah. Dealt with like drugs and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So you can definitely do that and type of cursing show. and everything. Yeah. Like yeah. you just have to tone down some of the nudity, some of the yeah. other stuff that goes on. Um, but yeah, like 50 can still get his show off. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like we I don't want to switch power BMF because we've already been so used to yeah. Like yeah. the level of TVMA, right? There's mm-hmm. no need to bring us down yeah. to PG thirteen or whatever. Yeah, I, right? I, I mean, I or still TVMA, but MA for yeah. cable versus premium. Yeah, I pre- I prefer with shows like that, I want everything. I want yeah. the nudity. Yeah. I want the And that's the thing, like, and it's not even like on some pervert stuff, like no, but, if you're just... gonna, but if you're gonna tell the life of those type those type of shows, mm-hmm. get into the life. And that yeah. and that means everything that's present yeah. that we already see. I so agree. cocaine is snorted out of somebody's butt. Side note. <laughs> yes. I watched and finished Swarm. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? Just be prepared. It is a roller coaster. <laughs> and to imagine that all of this is really based on real life events, bro. Like, this, it was wild. Really? It was wild. Donald Glover. He did it. You did your thing. It's 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 on some Jordan Peele type comedy mm-hmm. horror, but 
it makes you think. It makes you. It's. It is so well done. And episode six is a mockumentary, mm-hmm. so it like takes you out of the show and pulls you like into real life, but it ain't like real still. Mm-hmm. He did. He did his thing. It's. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's. 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 Bro, it may have you praying. Which you like? My God. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Anyway. I'll, I'll go. I'll go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Last on the billboard before we yes. jump into. Um, the living room, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. We told y'all a little while back um, that we knew who was going to be nominated to be inducted, but now we have the actual people who are going to be there. Now the list is a little bit longer. We're going to give you, but these are the people that we care about: Missy, right. Misdemeanor, yes, Legend, getting her flowers, Legend, mm. the Spinners, yes, getting theirs. DJ Cool Hurt, Shaka mm-hmm. Khan, yes, Shaka, Shaka, Shaka Khan. Khan. The infamous Shaka Khan who told Mary J. Blige <laughs> that she didn't sing her song well. And then Don Cornelius. Love, yes. peace, and Train. soul. I just watched the episode of Fresh and Bill Larry. They went on Soul Train. Let me tell you one. something. I got a hot take. <laughs> I got a hot take. Okay. Maybe this goes on the social media. After re-watching The Fresh Prince, after Dark Skin Unveil, mm-hmm. it's a hard watch. And mm. not in a good way. It's it's all over the place. Yeah. There's zero continuity. Oh yeah. Nikki all of a sudden gets big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Will. There's no like even the new unveil. She don't even have a job. Like it's really silly. It's just. I mean, even Uncle Phil is less Uncle Phil. Like it's mm-hmm. just. There were some great moments. Yeah. But it's just. It's not the show that it started out as. Oh, and I think that's why. I think, and Brian, I think that's why Mm -hmm. Martin always gets picked over Fresh Prince. I think I don't think nobody ever thinks about it that way. Mm -hmm. But like Martin was at least consistent until that final season when Gene was gone or whatever. But yeah, like them last three seasons of Fresh Prince is. Yeah, I can kind of do without them. There there is no continuity. It's it's really you can pick up any episode. And just watch it. And most sitcoms aren't like, you know, stories, but like you still kind of follow. Like Blackish, you follow the thing. Living single, you follow, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and even like some of our newer shows, um, I called out Blackish. Um, we don't have a lot of newer sitcoms, more so than no. we have shows, but like they still follow like certain stories and yep. things. And Living, I mean, Fresh Prince was just picking up, just picking up and writing stuff. And it was, I mean, it's, it's going to go down as iconic. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Theme song along, if nothing else. But yeah, yeah, brother, I ain't got to do that one again. I ain't got to. You got to worry about me bitching it. And oh. and here's the. Th- I think there's another reason why we enjoy it because mm-hmm. in syndication, we just pick it up. Yeah, it's showing on BET. We watch episode, but watching it like season and three, episode five, six, like back, it's like back back, it's yeah. hard to watch like that. It's mm-hmm. hard to watch. I I now have to only watch it via BET TV mm-hmm. One. Yeah, whatever, whoever yeah, shows I, it. I I hadn't gone back to watch it like in like in succession. I haven't done that in and ever. So I don't. Even I did. Remember. I did it only because I'm like, let me take a break from living single, that different mm-hmm. world, and rewatching those, and let me tap into this. And literally, bro, at the exit of dark skin on Viv, yeah, it, it, it just it gets wild. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Brian and I are back. Um. And yep. we have a really great living room conversation now. We do. We. Don't talk about white people often. We don't. But y'all know me personally. I love some white mess. <laughs> and one of the best examples of white mess that was on television was a million little things. And I tell you, they Great was show. it was packed. 
packed mm-hmm. with white mess. And recently, they just ended the entire series and they ended oh. on a high note. It was so that that finale was Ooh. so well done. Yes. Even when we knew what was going to happen, it still yeah. had us on the edge of our seats. It was yeah. just so, and they closed every door. Every they door. closed every. There is no need for a movie. There yes, is no need. Uh, for, I'm so glad nothing. this happened before the writer strike because I would have been pissed if yeah. we didn't get to end this show. So me and Brian are going to take some of the themes out of that and have a really good conversation real quick. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab your coffee. I got mine. Grab whatever it is that you need. And let's have this really it's good room conversation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around, Puzzle Pieces. We appreciate you. And I'm not going to say spoiler alert because at this point, if you haven't seen many little things, it's and, been and the weeks. the finale was like two weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So at this point, we're going to just talk about the thing. <laughs> um, so many little things is one of the shows that in our friend group, we all watch, we all love, we all appreciate it. Yes. Um, and it was a, a really good show from top to bottom. Weren't too many drop-offs, honestly, because, you know, shows, they can have, you know, fall-offs and, you know, get, seasons can get boring, but I feel like... This is us suffer from that a little bit. It was oh, a yeah, great show, us, but it yeah. had some slow moments. <laughs> yeah. This is us. They they We had seasons where there was really no no uh, progress. Mm-hmm. I feel like this show, I mean, Little Things kind of gave us something every single mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. right, where they mm-hmm. there was something, but... uh. Kind of put some context in it. Um, do you want to give the context of the what the show was about, how it started? Or do you sure. To, I, okay. I, I could do it real quick. Um, so it was about these, originally centered around these four men mm-hmm. um, and their friendship. And of course, I, all of them. Yeah. All of them were married except one, Gary. Yep. Um, but the, 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 the entire show starts off by who is considered at that, at that point in time, the anchor of the group commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And it just throws the whole group in disarray. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle of that, things start to come out that we find mm, out that two of the people who were married out. to somebody else were having an affair. Matter of fact, she was leaving the affair on her way home when she got the news about, mm-hmm. about her husband. Um, um, they had kids um, that were involved and that were impacted by said affair. Um, you had the one black couple that I don't think was token because they met randomly in the elevator. Yeah. Um, but you had the one black couple who was, I actually really loved Gina. She was one of my she favorites. Was, she, she was, was great. She was a good um, wife. But it was, but, but in that, but that's, that, that was the thing about the show. So, um, using the name as kind of a definition, there was a million little things, right. Mm-hmm. That made up. Um, and I think they even, I think they ended there very well. And they talked about life as a million little thing. Like at the end, when they made the little speech or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like you saw all the million little things that make up the nuances and dynamics of really intense friendship. So having safe spaces, um, being able to be honest, the art of forgiving, which happened yeah. quite a oh, bit, yeah. um, like what real support and family um, really does look like. Um, and just, you know, it was, it was, it really showed all the different angles of humanity. Yep. And the ways in which, right, if you if you're blessed enough, privileged enough to have friends that close and they didn't even this way, we're not even talking about growing up together. Yeah. We're talking about uh elevator broke. Yeah. We stuck. Mm-hmm. We get to know each other. Yeah. Make a commitment because we're all fans of a hockey team to get yeah. some season tickets. And that's literally how our friendship was. and then started introducing our wives and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. into the picture. Um, so that's like the the and then throughout that you see them literally navigate life and all of these challenges. We see sicknesses, yeah. we see um forms of abuse, trigger warning, we see, you know, um 
statutory rape and grooming happening. Yeah. Um, we see a bunch and how they deal with these. We see somebody moving away to another country. We see the um, how we insert different people into the friend group with Ooh, all the people yeah. getting married and mm-hmm. all these different dynamics. We see how they navigate raising children. Yeah, and then with the messiness of the affair, like there was a child birthed out of that, so now mm-hmm. you got like step parents and parents in the same circle. It was so it's messy. Just, <laughs> it was just a lot. I mean, some a, stuff that I know black mess. black friends wouldn't, as a group, wouldn't survive. Um, uh-huh. At least not in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like that's it. And I think if I, I've given you enough, if you haven't watched it, to like spark it, you should go. Like, and this is the yeah. perfect time. It's on Hulu. Go binge it. Yeah, it's the perfect. Yeah. It's, it's over. Just go binge it. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because when all the the great synopsis, by the way, great job mm-hmm. doing the synopsis on that. That's pretty much you gave the the whole place uh, the whole story within that synopsis. Uh, but one cool or crazy thing was was the fact that on that day that he committed suicide, mm-hmm. he he committed suicide. His one of his best friends was in bed with his wife. Yep. The other best friend was literally committing I'm suicide. To, yep. Trying to commit suicide himself mm-hmm. when he got Attempting, the phone call. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other friend was in like a recovery from cancer or he was in something yep. like a that. Cancer support group. Yep. So <laughs> at this point, you have this situation where everyone's life is a mess. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's life is a mess. Uh, and I'm going I'm to start. I was going to go somewhere different, but. What is it like? I guess when we feel like the fact of oftentimes we, you know, I can say this being transparent kind of episode we or show we have. Sure. Is that there's days where I'm like, I'm a mess. Like I, my life is a mess. Everything I'm doing is a mess. I'm like nothing is in place. Yeah. Having a terrible day. Yeah. And on in on the other side of Atlanta, you could be having a terrible day as well. Yep. Then in Memphis. Chris could be having a terrible day as well. Mm-hmm. And then also you have another friend group. So all parts of Atlanta, all of those friends could be having terrible days and be a mess as well. What is the importance in your opinion of, um, I guess, being sensitive to not only your personal issues, yeah, but also the, the possibility that your friends are probably a mess as well? I think, I think that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important in that is, so this is something I actually talk about in therapy mm-hmm. and um, I have to talk about it again in my next session because she gave me some homework. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, because in many times, in any spaces, even if I'm not your closest friend, people know me as the strong friend. Yeah. Josh got the answers. Yeah. Josh, because I juggle a lot. I do a lot. Oh, he got mm-hmm. it. And not yeah. knowing to your point, I could be over here melting down. Yeah. <laughs> like literally <laughs> melting down. Yes. So I think on one end, I think it's understanding your capacity. Right. Yeah. So let's think about Rome. Yeah. He was about to commit suicide, but it was the phone call that snapped him out. Yeah. Right. Um, because it actually happened. So for mm-hmm. me, let's just say, let's use it for the um the the pandemic. I'm gonna flip it just a little bit. Okay. When I lost my job, you could have been losing your crap. Mm-hmm. But maybe that text was like, in context, what I'm going through don't even matter. My You're brother right. just lost his freaking like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. said like the pand- like we because it's like some things we it be real. The pandemic is real, but it ain't yeah. real until it really hit home, right? Right, right? And it's like, dang, I know somebody who just got laid off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in other cases, like there could be other different types of news. I've been trying to do this and this didn't work out, or mm-hmm. I failed, and just like. 
well, I was just pissed off at my supervisor, but let me, you know. So, so I think I right. think a lot of it is context, yeah, right. Because and it, and I think that we have to be careful within our own selves. It's not to diminish what we're going through because that's what I loved about what Rome did. Yeah. Like he did put it to the side for a moment, but he ultimately, he I mean, came back he, to it. He, he actually got found out. Gina yeah. found the pill mm-hmm. and asked some questions, but when she asked the questions, it led to him now dealing with what he dealt with, and even with Gary, he was in the support group. I think. Even with what he was going through, he was using his sexuality and his sensuality mm-hmm. to be a place of escape. And then here comes Maggie, right? Yeah. So it's this it's this place to kind of, you know, so they all ended up dealing with it. So I think in some places we can't minimize what we're going through. But I think depending on the context, yeah. if it ain't life or death, we can put it to the side for yeah. the bigger, like for the bigger fire that's happening right now. And yeah. that was that was a fire. Like yeah. imagine, I can't imagine. One of our closest friends, we get a call. Like death is one thing, but suicide. Yeah, yeah. it's because <laughs> even within that, it's okay. So it, it, there are so many things you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm, we can you can literally go from the perspective of every single person. Yeah, right? the best friend I can't think of his name. The, the musician turns alcoholic. What is his name? Eddie. Was, Eddie. Yep. You're literally in bed with your 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 uh your best friend's wife. Yep. Get a phone call that he killed himself. So in that mind, he's probably thinking like, and he gets remember he gets and the, here's the thing. Wait, and and they called you first though. Called you first, and you didn't answer because you smashing his wife. Right. <laughs> so imagine the level of of just like <laughs> you know guilt of like oh snap like my best friend committed suicide and that was his I'm last call. His wife. I that was, was his, his last, last call. <laughs> okay, and then you get Rome was like. I got the news and now I'm like about to kill myself. Now I'm thinking like, dang, imagine if both of us would have been successful today, mm-hmm. what that would have done to everybody else, you know? And then the other friend, like I said, um, Gary, he's in the, you know, he just, he just, just cheated. Just got into remission, just all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, I got to put everything to the side and then go see about, um, our friend's wife and kids who they lost their father. She lost her husband. And now we got to put everything that's in it going in our life to the back burner in a sense and be like, let's go step up and do what we got to do. Yes. I just, I feel like you were finna say that um, Gary is about to cheat death. And it just made me think about it. All three of them were, was like escaping, almost escaping this, the, a death of something. Yes. So Rome escaped his own personal, mm-hmm. his own possibility of death. Yeah. Gary was in the process of, like you said, cheating or escaping the verge of death, fighting it. Yeah. And Eddie was in the was in the place of pretty much what it means to be on the other end of the death of a relationship. Yeah. And then here comes suicide, like actual death comes and mm-hmm. stops Everybody. every every other death that was in motion. Yeah. Because it, because remember, Eddie and his wife went on for a while. Oh yeah, like their marriage didn't end, right? Uh-uh. And they even reconciled for half a second, yeah. right? So one suicide—that's so powerful. It's that's kind of powerful. You think about it. Save one, everybody else. Jesus. Woo! Jesus. That's his name. Now that wasn't a suicide, <laughs> but 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 the parallels are so interesting, right? Yeah. One death. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you think it's even if you look at suicide, suicide is a choice. Yeah. One death. Um, even though there are many facts, I don't want to minimize it, but there are many facts that go into that. But you know, a person decides to die. Stops mm-hmm. the deaths of other things, and how powerful is it that even when that happened, it 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 not it strengthened their yeah. friendship in the craziest ways, right? Right. It 
you know, it exposed some things because, mm-hmm. of course, if nothing else, it was the Eddie and um, what was what was John's Delilah. Name? Delilah. Delilah. It was they were the biggest like mess of it all. Yeah. Um, and but it also exposed like Rome as a black man ridiculously dealing with clinical depression oh, not yeah. just seasonal depression not just i feel sad today this man needed antidepressants yes right you know what i'm saying and had and who and like you said if john would not have committed suicide who would have known how much longer wrong would have been yeah yeah and, and within that part and, and they kind of flipped it and john in essence sacrificed his life in in the in the greater scheme of things in the greater before he passed away me. He called Delilah and uh, and uh, what is I keep forgetting his man's name. Uh, I call him Eddie. 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 Mm-hmm. He called him and said, "Hey, y'all love each other. Treat each other right." Like, I can't do it because they kind of went doing flashbacks and realizing that John couldn't do it. He was he had no capacity to really love Delilah and really be the man that she wanted. Mm-hmm. He was in crazy over his head in, in his career. He just didn't have capacity for any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He. Uh, reached out to Eddie's wife to make sure that the restaurant was set up for, um, for Gia, for Regina, Gina, Gina, Gina to, mm-hmm. to have her career that she always wanted. So he literally put everything in place because he felt like, you know what? I, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, right? But he literally was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I understand I can't do this anymore, but I know I'm going to remove myself. But before I remove myself, let me make sure that yeah. everyone. In, in essence, kind of gets what what they can get to kind of have a better life. Does it? It's it's sad. To, it it's not great because you know you probably want the person there, but sure, within that, sure. what would the fallout have been if he would have been alive and he confronted Delilah and Eddie? Then it would have blew up, and then that mm-hmm. would things probably couldn't have happened if he wouldn't have. If he wouldn't have, yeah. And yeah. and and I want to pause on the cause a half a second and like just really think through. They were navigating their thirties, maybe early forties. Yeah. This is the opportunity, y'all. And, you know, we, we, me and Brian are in that 30s group. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go right into the middle of mid-30s. Brian is about to know, entering late 30s. And most of our audience, I believe, are in that probably late yeah. 20s, somewhere. And that's, the, that's probably the core of y'all listening. And we shout out to everybody who's much younger. Shout out to everybody who's much older. But I want to talk to us right now, millennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that estate together. Yes. And that's, you know, and like you said, we don't want to be like, oh, John did all these things because it was a suicide. But what we can take away from it, though, his affairs <laughs> were in order. order. In order. <laughs> in order. He had everything lined up and laid out. So, Listen. you know, Brian only has one child. I have two. So it ain't a whole lot of splitting of assets and stuff like that. But, right. you know, in order to keep my son from fighting or who gets daddy what, mm-hmm. you get that, you get that. Let's go to your mama, right? Yep. This house is this house, and my car is that car. Whatever. The life insurance. Even, we got the life insurance. The life insurance, right? And I got my life insurance, and I, and I know my ultimate ain't you know much in the grand scheme of thing, but it is an asset at the end of the day. Yeah. Who gets the car, right? I yeah. mean, at this stage of the game, Ash are gonna get the car. But my point right. is like having those things in place, right? Or even thinking about my future. My future cars <laughs> go to right. Asher first. Mm-hmm. And if I have another one, Josh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but just thinking through this, I just want I just want to put that out because I know black folk, we don't like to talk about death. Yeah. We don't like to plan for that kind of stuff. But I think this eliminates, like mm-hmm. you said, Brian, the possible blow-ups. Yep. On the other end of that, if your affairs aren't in, in order. order. Yep. yep. Have those conversations now. So mm-hmm. that's something we need to I'm pretty sure most of our parents didn't have those conversations. So y'all, it's time for us to kind of, you know, break some of those cycles, have those conversations, get some things in order. Yep. Um, so we talked about the importance of the friend group, right? Yes. Um, 
within that, a, a kind of a sub topic is the importance of safe spaces. Mm. Um, within the friend group, I feel like it, oof, Eddie couldn't come out and say everything initially because it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like within it, there were safe spaces. They could feel like they can come to him. Danny, when he came out, yep, they would come out to Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, Rome provided safe spaces for his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they he was able to kind of tell them about his his depression and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie was able to kind of talk to them about his alcoholism that came back. Yep. Um. Uh. uh what is her name? The, what is Eddie's ex wife's name? Uh. She was able to come out to. Mm. Her family and friends, and they yeah. did not judge her in any way. They kind of mm-hmm. was like, "All right, bet let's let's get it." You well, her mama, saying? her mama went on board at first. Oh yeah, not at all. But, but she but ended up coming around. It, yeah, she ended up coming around. Yes, yeah. Um, but for the most part, within Catherine. the friend, Catherine, yes, within yes, the first, within the most, that safe space was there. So you know, within that, do you feel, um, in in your family circle, do you have a safe space? Um, yeah, yeah, I okay. do. Actually, I think sometimes I deal with, I think my biggest struggle is, I think it's probably most people struggle. Mm-hmm. How much do I give them without them thinking I'm weird or crazy? Exactly. I think that's, the, and I'll be honest with you. So mm-hmm. I feel like the security and the safe spaces are there. Yeah. It's just, I, can they handle it? And sometimes I drop certain things and just see reaction. Then you know I may go into the full story. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, I absolutely. Think and I and I think you know I think it's I think it's a double edged sword. If you feel like you don't have that space in family or friends, then you need a therapist. Somebody needs yeah. you need to get it out somewhere. Yeah. And even in the therapist, I think they're just still healing and real value in talking to your friends about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think I mentioned, if I didn't mention it to y'all, I'll say it here, but I think I did mention it to y'all. Like, when I got laid off, I was depressed. Yeah, you were. I was, I was sitting in my room for, like, days. I would mm. wake up and ask me, like, baby, you need to shower. And I would mm-hmm. shower, and I would go back in my bed, go downstairs yeah. and eat, and lay in the bed. Like, and one day, I took a 10-mile run, mm. like, just out the blue. Mm-hmm. I, I think I did a 15K, just <laughs> on my own. Um, one night I went into this intense worship and cried myself, you know, mm. into a frenzy, yeah. you know, literally screaming to God, like, why did you fail me? Like, mm. this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so, and I know, I, I don't know if I gave y'all all those details, but that was no. like, you know, but I had, I had people who knew at least at the, at the, at the, at the base that Josh is not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to be able to depend on that, have my moments, but have y'all check on me, have y'all mm-hmm. do this and do that, you know, and, you know, and I eventually found my way out, you know, I created a workout group. I, you did. Um, I launched this podcast, like mm-hmm. all these different types of things to kind of help mitigate, you know, and find money, tap into the entrepreneurship game. And I, and I think that though, but I will say this, none of that stuff, I'm talking about all that stuff. And now that I'm thinking about it, all that stuff was community. Yeah. Right. The group, the this, the that. It was yeah. all community, and I and I think that goes back to the point that we need those spaces. Yeah. Com- that's why community is so important, uh, specifically the inner circle, those safe spaces, because I feel like we would drown without them, and we yeah. don't have to. Now, looking at John, he mm-hmm. had his community, but the question we have to beg the question was, what was it? Because we never really, we never found out why John yeah. commuted suicide. That yeah. was never really answered. 
Um, because we see this successful man, yeah. we see all these accomplishments, and in and, and maybe the why was he felt like he was failing in so many areas. Yeah, I'm successful here, but I'm like, you know, so maybe, but even with, but I guess that we have to beg the question to say, what was it if it wasn't a clinical diagnosis of mm-hmm. depression or anxiety or bipolarism or anything like that, right? That could like ultimately or just a seasonal spout, yeah, of depression or shame or whatever it was, but what was it? about whatever you were going through that this safe space wasn't safe enough uh, yeah I, I think i could but I, I can be honest within that i think some cases you can't it's difficult to tell your friends like you know what i think about not being here sometimes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because even, no, like, even, yeah. even me personally i think because there's a lot of days that we could be transparent i feel like i'm like failing i but some days i feel like i'm just yeah failing like yeah i, I look at my to-do list all the things we've done at the house just you know kind of overextending myself yeah uh and i just feel like i'm failing sometimes and of course you know talking about working things throughout the therapy was asking the question is do i do things that i love or pride right mm-hmm. am i like doing things for my family and friends because i love them or the pride of saying like you know my, my my family can't say that i'm not doing this or my friends can't say i'm not doing that you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. what am i mm-hmm. Am I doing them for them or am I doing it for me? Right. So just working out those things. But there, there are definitely times where I've been like, in a, in a, I've been like, man, like, I don't, what would life be like without me? You know what I'm okay. saying? I've mm-hmm. had those conversations about that. And you can't go to your friends and be like, you, you know, this is what it's like. Yeah. But I can be like, hey, y'all, I feel like I'm failing. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm struggling. Um, what I've realized is that like, you can have an amazing life, like an amazing life. I feel like I have a good life mm-hmm. and just have a bad day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Have a bad like, like if if you were if 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 you would look around, I say this all the time. Like, if people will look at your life right now, Josh. About oh man, this is goals, right? But in, I've heard in your, it. Yeah, and in your mind, you're thinking like, like I feel inadequate. You know, I feel like I'm you know I'm way better off. You know, I feel like I'm failing. Like that's how I feel all the time. Like I feel like I can be better job. I have more emotional intelligence for my wife. I can be a better father at times. I can be a better friend. You know what I'm saying? So even if people may look at me like, oh, this is goals. In my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm not doing enough. I'm yeah, inadequate most days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think sometimes we got to, we, we, you know, I think feel like we give pieces of truth, right? To your point, because you don't want to, if I told y'all, man, I don't, you know, I feel like giving up and, and I'm having a bad day and I feel like, you know, like going away somewhere, y'all be like, this nigga's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you would, but. You don't want sometimes to alarm your friends when you're just having yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, a yeah. bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. 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 I, I I completely hear that, and I think that's why. And again, there are people who have been in therapy who still made the decision right to end their life or to yeah. do you know take alternative methods to to coping. Um, but I think you know having that safeguard there, right? Yeah. Be that a friend or a therapist, it's still important. Because mm-hmm. I feel like y'all, my friends know me well enough, and I know my friends well enough to know. Even if you don't tell me, I'm he- I can hear when something's off. Yep, I can look at your patterns. Yep, and be like, "Hey, you good? Mm-hmm. I ain't heard from you all day." Or if right. I did hear from you, you gave me a one word response. Yeah, and it wasn't just like a "yeah, okay" to like you know after a series of conversations. It was the initial "yep." Nope. And I'm like, you straight? Because right. I know I ain't did nothing to you. You ain't sleeping right. with me. I ain't did nothing to you. You know, my, my grandma used to say that all the time. What you got out to me for? I ain't sleep with you. Um, so 
you yeah. know, those are, but I, and I, and I think, you know, and just and even those kind of questions, because now it's like, here he go. But it's like, I know you. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. ain't right. Yeah. You talk like, you know what I'm saying? And at one point, and you know, and sometimes you can't roll your eyes at it. Well, okay. They just, you know, but like, if you think about it, you probably know, no, this ain't, this ain't that. Because now yeah. you're off social media. I ain't seen your post in a minute. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so many different things. Like, where are you? What are you doing? Right. Right. Um, so I think even when we don't speak, real relationship begins to understand patterns. And and not to say that we all will always get it right. But there's no way in the world that specific language will be said or things will be happening. I'm just going to dismiss it. If you were to say, I just want to go away. Our first response would be like, I right, bet. Where are we going then? Because you, you, know, you ain't finna do what I think right. you're trying to do. So where the hell are we going? What, 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 what plane ticket I need to buy? Right, right, right? right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? That's the conversation. And if you say, well, no, Josh. I'm thinking I just need a retreat. I need to just be by myself because I've had those same bro yeah. since college. One of my one of the things I've always wanted to do, and it's still mm-hmm. on my bucket list, and people laugh about it. I want to go to Fargo, North Dakota, for about three four days and just be. be and people be say you. why? I say because there's literally nothing there, yeah. and I only chose Fargo because if I'm gonna go to some remote place, at least give me the capital. Which means that I can, you know, at least I'm going to have yeah. some some chain restaurants that I can eat. I want to eat half decent. I said, I just want to be in a space where I know nobody. Mm-hmm. I can be in my room. I can be in some fresh air. And I just wanted to reflect, maybe work on some projects and businesses that I, you know, give give me time to brain dump in yeah. the same way people brain dump on me. Um, I used to say that in college because I was like, I want to do that before finals. Mm-hmm. You know, never had the money to just fly to Fargo, North Dakota, because nobody goes to Fargo, which means that plane ticket is expensive. Right. Um, but anyway, but like having that moment, whether it's flying to California to Joshua Tree or mm-hmm. shoot, going to Destin with the old people and sitting on the beach, right. you know, whatever it means. Right. I think we have the right to be able to want and desire those type of spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I really feel like language and relationship um, speaks in ways in louder ways. Mm-hmm. Right, um, then we probably want to admit, and I don't know, and because John died first episode, yeah, we didn't have a chance to really see Mm-mm. if if what he, you know, what I'm saying, and not, and this is not to judge the friend group at all, because right. a lot of times when people have committed suicide, a lot of people who are close to them say we didn't see it or we mm-hmm. missed it, right? But I wonder, was yeah. there something that mm-hmm. he was experiencing or commit, or maybe he's just a master at putting on that mask? Yeah, that happens as well. Yeah, we're right, good at so. Yeah, but to your point, to your earlier point, and I will commend you and Chris specifically. Uh, there's been times I've been out of it, and y'all been like, "Nigga, y'all right?" You know what I'm saying? And I think I, I've done the same. We would do check ins and be like, "Nigga, you good?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm good." Like, "Nigga, no, nigga, are you like really good?" Like, be honest. You know what I'm saying? So we have those, which I think is a great thing. I think all friends, we all need a safe space, even with you know outside. And I think we need space spaces outside of our marriage too. Let me say that. Oh, for that. sure. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes they're the issue. Hello, and that's not even to like to bash our wives, but like yeah. if 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 part of my stress, like let's just say right now, if you had a stress of I don't feel like I'm an adequate provider, mm-hmm. you can't go to your wife with that, right? You know what I'm saying? You probably could, <laughs> and she could affirm you, be like, "Oh, babe, we're oh, good," yeah, but like, good. like she you, in your brain because how you feeling? You just telling me that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like I can't yeah. go to you with that. I need that other space. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's great. Um. So. Great point. We talked about family already kind of a little bit. People mm-hmm. you really choose, for those that know what family is, your friends who you kind of, you know, make your family. Yes. We are we we have a family group. Um, so one thing I did see was personal and collective growth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I can say within our friend group, we have definitely seen collective growth. My God. 
Uh, we first met, we were all completely different, and not just financially and materialistic. We've all definitely come. We've come up. Come up. We are. I heard Kiki Palmer say the cup runneth over. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we are. You know, and I know this is a bad term, black excellence. That's been kind of debated recently, but we are in a space where we are doing wonderfully in terms of yeah. our ancestors looking at us. Like, I think you made a great it. point. People. And this is not even any like hype to us, but people will look at our lives and be like, yes. y'all are goals. Yes. And I'm just like, like people, like y'all came to our house recently mm-hmm. and people look at our new home and be like, Josh, you know, Brian and Lauren were going crazy over this little refrigerator we got. <laughs> it's a nice refrigerator. It, it is a nice refrigerator. <laughs> it's really nice. But in our mind, it's just like, that's just the one we wanted. Like it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, we admit that it's nice, but it's like, that's the one we saw. Yeah, and we refrigerate shop, but like even my parents was like, y'all, y'all refrigerate talk to y'all. It was like, <laughs> it does, and it'll tell us when stuff is expired and all kind of things. Like you that's know, but a, that's a nice but, friend, man. But to your point, bro, is like you're right. We have come up, and like you said, not to like put us in this thing, but like we've attained a certain level of success. We have, we have. and we're here. We are here, still yeah. friends. We're st- and still friends in it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we're different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would even with yes, and I would even say that with we've grown together. But also, I feel like we've much. Me, y'all knew I was when we first met. I was super staunch, um, super. I'm still like a little bashful and shy and stuff like that. But I mm-hmm. was nigga square as square can be. I was. I'm gonna say I was more judgmental because I was like so staunch in my ways. What's your shape now? What'd you say? <laughs> What's your shape now? I I am free. Praise you're, the Lord. Are you a circle? I am. Just keep water. turning. I'm water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, from sea to shine and sea. <laughs> I, am, I am fluid, in, in, but not the fluid in terms of that. But you know, okay, fluid in terms of <laughs> not that, but fluid in terms of um, being open to. No, no, no. I hear you though. Ideas and cultures and and um, different perspectives because we, again, we grew up in, in in a very sheltered, very square. Yeah. Like you it was a box. Outside of, it was a, a box. box. Yes, almost prison, darkness, nothing there. Um, but now, listen, (laughs) listen, and, but now we have a certain level of freedom. Yeah. You know, I never would have gotten a tattoo before. Y'all remember when I first, we first got together with friends. I never drank in public. It was a whole thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now it's, it is let, you know. Be drinking, be married. Yeah, all that y'all kind of left stuff. me hanging on my um the night before my wedding. We did left we and Chris, we, <laughs> convicted, and, we, I'm, and I'm and I'm not going to tell you the the the. The now that now that we're over, I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna say what we did and all that kind of stuff or what other people are doing. I'm just gonna say this: what made me so upset in the moment was the hypocrisy of it all. Mm-hmm. I know y'all, and I know, <laughs> especially that other one, what was going on, and you telling me <laughs> that you couldn't go. That's that. <laughs> but we've since gone together before. No, 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 we, we have. I, but, yeah. I, but, I, but, but to your point, that yeah. that just that even just talks through like our framework and thinking. It was terrible. Like our, I'm doing, I'm doing this, mm-hmm. which is like bad, yeah. right? In terms of like maybe morals, but I ain't gonna do that. And it's like I rather, and in my brain, I rather yeah. do that because I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were, like we were just all over the place, we but all over we, place. we we had our limits and our justifications. Yeah. Our because because we thought a certain way, and you're right. But within that, we've and we've said on this podcast, we have unlearned mm-hmm. and have relearned. What somebody said this unlearned, relearn. There's another one that somebody yeah. said recently that was amazing. Unlearn, relearn, or something. Uh, we've relearned. You know things about ourselves, about our culture, about life, 
and a lot of the stuff we, we kind of made it came came to our own decisions and mindset on certain things to where now if you were like hey let's go to this place i'd be like bet let me get dressed you know what i'm saying like it's completely yes. different right yes. so i feel like we have personal growth the collective growth and then the show we've we, we saw that mm-hmm. um from mm-hmm. episode one to episode end um there were so many different levels of of you know where you know i feel like rome at one point never was honest with gina about his depression that he was honest with her about mm-hmm. that honest with his mm-hmm. friends about mm-hmm. it um uh gary he st- he kind of took the role as a strong friend um but then realized that he was weak and his friends were like you can't be strong all the time like so there are moments of growth there's some uh, some points you want to put out regarding personal growth collective growth yeah i think you know juxtaposing Let's just talk about, you know, this circle of friends since we're yeah. in that same circle. Yeah. Um, I think not that we had similar lives as the people as I mean little things, but I think there are some parallels in the sense of um learning more about yourself. Yeah. And figuring out what that means and how that helps you navigate life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being honest about like things in the past and how this affects we saw that with Gary, like cancer became this thing that like made him want to save other people and made him want to live in a certain type of way. Even with Eddie, like that dude for all intents and purposes was a rock star. Yeah. And now to be diminished to like, even before his accident, what was he doing? Was he like selling insurances? I feel like he had a very, like he was, he had a very mid job. Let's just say it that way. And his wife is this successful attorney, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So like navigating, just never. And I feel like, but 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 when he had his accident, even in that, he lost something, but mm-hmm. gained so much more in terms of who he was out of it. He yeah. got sober. Yeah. He got content. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw them navigate insecurities. Yeah. About themselves, like even Gina, as talented as she was, she often thought she wasn't her food and her stuff wasn't good enough. Yeah. Because she failed in some other spaces, mm-hmm. right? But it didn't take but then she got the food truck and was like i'm killing it and then at the end of the life i mean end of the the show rather you know find out that maybe i want to be bigger in the community and run for politics and even though i didn't win we saw that what confirmation at the end random one walked over in the park and bam here's Mm -hmm. what it is even with maggie i'm a therapist but now you got this crazy you know radio show that's here and even when you try to protect it not knowing that the woman who came and took your spot wasn't even trying to take your spot. Right. You know, so it was just so it was just, it was it was consistent growth, I think. Like you said, a million little things always moved and developed well. Everybody mm-hmm. was growing. And I think that was the beauty of the show. Like they didn't stay in just a drama. Mm-mm. They didn't stay. Even when we think about the um What's the girl who had the the the, the terrible teacher who tried to you know groomer? Not Catherine. What was her name? Catherine was the wife. Uh, was the wife? Um, uh, what was her name? Not Maggie. Sophie. 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 Yeah. Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. But even Annette, how she went from being like you know the she, I don't want to say victim mentality, but she literally lived her life from that framework. Mm-hmm. How she grew, she began to trust other men. Then uh-huh. she was able to see signs, and then at the end, we see her in this relationship, and now they. I'm assuming they were married, having a baby, yeah. like all that different kind of stuff, right? And it's what a black man, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so many, so many other different things here that was just apparent um, within the show. And I love the growth and even the growth in Rome and Gina. And I have a question uh-huh. for you. They didn't think about kids. Yeah. Well, Gina didn't want them anyway. Rome mm-hmm. did. And they made this agreement. And then, you know, something happened where they wanted. And then this, this situation kind of fell in their lap. Yeah. As an adoptive parent, Brian, like how, like what did Rome and Gina store? Like what, what, how did that speak to you? 
Uh, it, it definitely spoke because it was, you know, a black couple who, in essence, had everything that they wanted. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that they living wanted, their they, life single, flying, yeah, up living places. single. Because I, I tell people all the time, I remember we first had Josh, Brian, and Lauren was in. They was everywhere, <laughs> and we was at the house <laughs> because we had kids. Right, we was a, we was a, uh, a fake rich uh, uh, auntie and uncle. Um, but we had everything that we wanted, but the one thing that we wanted, we couldn't have. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you celebrate your friends for having kids. Right. But it's mm-hmm. still inside. You're like, Oh, like we want that too. Right. Mm-hmm. So within that, it was like a situation where I understand I roam in Gina where it's like, we going to be, just be content in what we have. And then something just kind of like, even though we, we put in for the adoption, all that kind of stuff. It came so abruptly. We, it was so unexpected. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, now we're completely different. Now we're trying to navigate what life is like with this child that we you know, didn't expect, didn't think we were ever going to have. Changes your whole life you know. now. Mm-hmm. To your point, we were out on the streets all the time. Now we're, we're a little more in the streets now. But at one point, we were, we were at home doing nothing because right? we were just... Mm-hmm. We were, you know, there. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it strains the relationship. You know what I'm saying? It changes because we were nine years without a child. Then we have a child. And then you and, navigated COVID. Yeah. Like, it, and COVID. Like right after you got that baby, here was COVID. <laughs> it was COVID. Um, and then some 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 um some challenges with with anxiety and depression and in, in the midst of COVID. You know what I'm saying? So all sure, this sure. stuff. So we went from being footloose and fancy free to then buying this big old house to then having a baby going into COVID. And then our literally we were we were like jacked up in terms of like relationship because it was like it's we don't know we've never been here before yeah right and sometimes people again they'd be like oh y'all goals 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 but it was a time where we were like struggling because it was just we had never been here before and you can't massive change like that so much of it back so much and mind you so and i was traveling for work a lot so this is people don't understand i'll try and work for work a lot and then i'm literally going nowhere I can't leave the house, can't go to the grocery store, can't do nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go from being out there to being in the house, stuck here doing nothing, um, having a child, then yeah. having to deal with all this stuff. Like, so it it took a toll. At first, I was like, it's great. I get to spend time with my family. But at, after a few months, I was like, I hate it here. Like, this is not it for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling, I told one, I said, I'd rather go out there and die than being here, being afraid of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was like, let's stay in the house. I was like, I'd rather go out here and, and risk getting COVID and die than stay in this house and just be here. So we had to like navigate all these different challenges yeah, yeah. Uh, within our, our, our marriage relationship. And that was kind of brought about first. The first step was having a child, which was unexpected. Uh, and then all the other stuff. So I definitely see how Roman Gina, you got to really change your mindset. And then you actually got to relearn your spouse because your spouse is now a parent mm-hmm. and then kind of figuring out where you fit within that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that all that, you know, that's a great question. Yeah. No, I, I not, and I think, and I think their nuance was that they got like a 16 year old. Yeah. Right. And, and, but to <laughs> your point, I, I just, I just noticed that parallel, like, you know, I, I remember y'all doing the process, but mm-hmm. then I remember you also saying like, we got to go pick this, like it's, it's right now it's happening. And the same yeah. thing with Gina and Ron, they like, they had to make a quick decision. Like, <laughs> Do we take this child in and become like pretty much full time? Like the they never officially life. adopted, but for the rest of his what what was left of his childhood, yeah, right. This is it, and as we saw in the end, maintain that parent relationship with him 
because his mama is still in and he didn't go back to Haiti or wherever mm. she was from Jamaica, whatever country, island it was, right? Yeah. He didn't go back. So like still maining, remaining parent. Mm-hmm. And then even for them, you know, being content in this was our child. This is our child for yeah. all intents and purposes, right? Because at the end, we didn't see another little baby floating around, uh-uh. right? So, you know, um, what was his name? I'm, I'm losing names. Uh, I got it pulled up on this. I'm just telling y'all now I got to pull this. I can go back. Tyrell. Tyrell, yeah. Right? Became became their child and just how, but you, but you saw them grow in that. And mm-hmm. then how they had to navigate things differently. Like Rome had a very successful producing, directing yeah. career. And he became a teacher and exposing Ty to that life and what that mm-hmm. meant. And then Gina, how she had to do events with food and like, who's going to pick him up? Who's going to do that? And then a, just being concerned about who you're dating. And yeah. like, it was just, they, they, they you know, they, they were in the thrust of it. So you saw them develop and grow I think in several different ways. Oh yeah, and then even Gina, how she dealt with her parents. Oh, she had an issue with her mama Ooh. because of you know what her uncles tried to do. You know, mm-hmm. her childhood, and then she had her daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was you know on some Brian McKnight. Well, not quite Brian McKnight, but you know, <laughs> she felt like he was much more present for you know yeah. her step siblings and stuff than her. And then they had to reconcile and Rome and his dad. Like they were, it they was had some dynamics. They did. And so I think to me, they had one of the most well rounded development yeah. stories yeah. because they navigated so many different right. so. Many different things, and then we didn't even deal with the fact that remember him and him and Gary had an issue because uh, uh, he was basically saying like Gary was passing, and he said I'm a black man I have to deal with this black stuff. Like you, you could pass, you've been mm-hmm. passing your whole life, but like, I have to deal with this. So even dealing with mm-hmm. being the only black person in the, yep. in a friend group, yep. um, predominantly white minus Catherine Asian, but right. still having to deal with that. Like how do you navigate? Yeah. Being, I mean, and, but that's so true because it's like y'all don't see me as a nigga, maybe, yeah, right? But yeah. the rest of the world does. Ex- exactly. And exactly. You, and they and gonna the always thing. see me as your token. They're gonna always see me as your whatever, whatever. And like Gary also, I think people like him are so flowers and stuff that they they almost mute out mm-hmm. the stuff that's happening unless it's blatant. Yeah. But as a black man in America, I I see it pick up on it all. Oh yeah, you ain't gotta call me a nigga just to know that, just to say they being racist. Yeah, you ain't gotta say, oh, what is he? You know, it ain't gotta be nothing loud and overt. Mm-hmm. I pick up all the nuances. Yeah, and like you say, I got. In fact, I gotta explain that to you, and mm-hmm. then you telling me that I'm overreacting. And I don't get that. Goes me back to the episode. Of this is us when yeah. um the brothers finally had that that conversation. That, yeah, he's like, oh, so you calling yeah. me racist? And he Randall was like, I ain't never. You said she was racist. I'm mm-hmm. telling you what my experience <laughs> was, right? But they right. don't get it. Right, yeah. so even in that point, I, I I love that. Like, so Rome and Gina had so many, and that's a great point, Brian. Being the only black friend in the friend group, yeah, and what that means from the even from an optics level, yeah, just what that means. <laughs> and Rome was one of the outside of John was the most successful careerized out of the men, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> so it's so it, so it was still to be within that. So they had they had. Uh, and let me let me go back and go back to go forward. The writers they did a great job of of creating characters who were so multifaceted, mm-hmm. complex, mm-hmm. Uh, all kind of stuff. Delilah was a little eh, that's why she disappeared for a couple seasons, but you know it made sense. Um, any other points before I go into the next point? No, the only thing I would say about the writers and the characters they felt relatable to. Yes, like so. While some of their issues were not issues, I think it goes back to the point of they were navigating their mid to late thirties, maybe early forties, mm-hmm. and it felt it felt realer to me than this is us. Like yes. this is us felt relatable because they were 
late mid to late thirties when it first started with mm-hmm. children and stuff yeah. like that. But the whole adoption story and their yeah. origin story felt a little foreign. This seems more like a, just a friend group, yeah, and the issues within a friend group, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it was a little bit more relatable because again, I went to a, I went to a predominantly black high, predominantly mm-hmm. black um, college. Georgia State ain't an HBCU, but my God, is it black? Um, so, like in education wise, I've never been like the other. Mm-hmm. But I've been, but because of my extracurricular pursuits and my career pursuits, I've been the only black in a lot of spaces. So, I've been able to identify with Rome in that place, right? I've I know what depression feels like. Maybe not from a clinical standpoint, but I yeah. know what that means, right? I yeah. know to to what you said earlier. I know what it means to. Um, be out here succeeding and doing things and still feeling like you're failing. Or like in Gina's case, go out on a limb and do a couple of big things and they flop mm-hmm. and still have to figure out what's freaking next. Like Gina went to like a freaking cheesecake factory at one point. Yeah. And start working. Remember that time she went to yeah, a restaurant to, and started she, a she needed to work. She needed yeah. to work. And now and what she could do was cook. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's even at the, when the pandemic, I went to that that racist firm because that was my skill set. I, yeah. They were doing multi housing development and consulting. I was mm-hmm. like, "That's my most, that's my skill set. I need this job. I didn't yeah. want it, right?" Um, so anyway, I just was able to relate in so many ways with with the characters and just what it means to, as we say on this podcast, figure. They were literally the embodiment of figuring it out. Yeah, all, <laughs> all of that. Like just trying out. to figure it out, and I feel like they, I feel like they did. Um, Last few points before we uh, head out of here because I got, we got like a little bit of time left. Um, three words, you know. Well, we saw they had a lot of challenges. Um, I think one thing we saw there was a lot of vulnerability. Yes, uh, we kind of kind of already discussed that uh, loyalty. Loyalty, um, loyalty, loyalty. When within the friend group, when anything happened, I feel like they were there. Yeah, they Good, called each other out. Bad. But they were there. Different. Yeah. They may not. They may have disagreed. Um. Clearly, the biggest thing was, you know, Eddie and Delilah, mm-hmm, but they were still mm-hmm. loyal to not only to each other, um, but loyal to the the family that they created. Um, but one thing I also would say within that, I know that they didn't they didn't condone behaviors, right? Mm-mm. They didn't necessarily condemn either. Uh, yeah, it got tight a few times, though. Yeah, where you know they kind of like. Nigga, you tripping, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You get together. Um, but I feel like there was a certain level of accountability with this space to like grow, right? And they were still loyal to each other. So what does loyalty look like to you in terms of like friend groups and stuff like that? I think a million little things was a great example of that, right? Um, I think it's sticking by my side. You know, their whole ride or die concept is like, maybe I don't want to die. Yeah. But I... <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand what it means though like riding to the wheels fall off per yeah. se but then like but don't keep riding with me if you see me finna crash yeah. right I think loyalty also means it's not allowing me to crash Yeah. and I think sometimes it is allowing me to crash it just depends on how destructive the crash is gonna be cause yeah. I feel like sometimes you know just think about ourselves personally we're committed to the idea of a thing Yeah. and I don't care what you're saying this is what I'm about to do <laughs> this is how it's about to go down right? right and there's really not much you can say to stop or deter me but i think at the same time hearing your voice in it right even when I, if i if i sit back and reflect it was like okay bet i heard you right i should have listened so i think right. loyalty is all those things it is it is being there no matter what but yeah. it's and and sometimes it's being guardrails sometimes it's being a safety net um but i think other times it is also calling out to call in 
mm-hmm. um, because I want the best for you. Um, right. And if we're real friends, we're real fr- family. There's very, there's very little mm-hmm. that you can do or say yeah. that's going to completely throw me away. I might get yeah. pissed. I might get mad, irritated, yeah. frustrated, all the emotions. But there's very little. Like mm-hmm. I'll just say that about you and you and Chris. Like there's very little y'all can do. Right. That would, you know, make me throw like just completely throw you away. Yeah. Um, it would be very hard to do. Um yeah. so yeah, I mean that's that's loyalty for me. How about for you? Same here. I feel like at this point in a certain it's kinda like you've developed a relationship. It to it it would have to be I don't even know. That would be like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um of course there would there would be some strains, strains happening in relationships yeah, and stuff like sure. that. But overall I don't I'm committed and loyal to, to what we have here in terms of life partnership, right? Outside, I think there can be life, but there's life partnership outside of your spouse, right? You have friends who platonic life partnerships where it's like, well, we're family and we're going to be family until it's forever, right? Our kids mm-hmm. going to be family. And then, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I think loyalty within that show did a great job of presenting it. And yeah. I feel like it's important to, uh, to our, our friendship. Um, last but not least, what we had out here, uh, one of the biggest pieces we saw on the show uh, was health, mental health, right? Um, I feel like everyone at some point had a mental health challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina's confidence in, in in terms of does she still have a feeling inadequate because she spelled all these things. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. Ron, we talked about him, you know, clinical depression, Gary, you know, had some health challenges, but also that kind of turned into his mental health challenges. Maggie, same thing. Um, uh, brother in the wheelchair. He Eddie. was a you cannot Eddie. remember that man's name. I cannot <laughs> remember these folks' name. Uh, 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 wheelchair bound. He was medicating because he was depressed. You know, what I'm saying all these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie has some challenges. Um, why, how is it and why is it important? I think we say it all the time on the show, but we're gonna end it with this. Um, uh, one checking on your strong happy friends uh, and then two uh, taking care of your your mental health and your mental space i'm gonna compare this to working out so you go in there sometimes willfully or just because you're committed <laughs> and you go in there and you you literally beat your body up like the science behind lifting weights and stuff is you're literally destroying that muscle like t- mm-hmm. you know helping tear it up and it, so that's where that soreness comes in. It is the repair process and it gets yeah. bigger and stronger. So when you do it again, yeah, right, you can handle and do more. You're consistently breaking that muscle down so that it can take more. Um, and I think that's why it's important for mental health in the same ways that recovery is important for working out. Yep. If you work out, let's say, the way that I do, which mm-hmm. is crazy, yeah. Um, at some point you're going to have to stretch. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to foam roll. You're going to have to get a massage, right? And without recovery, you're going to find yourself injured, mm-hmm. hurt, probably having to take a, a, a leave of absence to stop doing what you're doing, all because you didn't take the necessary steps to take care of your body, mm-hmm. right? Because you're putting so much pressure and things like that on your body. I think our body is made for physicality, but not oftentimes in the extreme ways that we put it through without proper recovery. Mm-hmm. And I say the same thing about our minds. If you're going through the days, you know, the day-to-day that life brings, yep. and you're struggling with this, you mad at that, you frustrated with this, and this is getting on your nerves, and you never have a space to talk, you never have a hobby to go to, like you don't have anything to process, Yeah, you're going to injure yourself. 
Yep. Right. And that don't just that don't mean like suicide, but you're going to get to a place to where you are not well. You mm-hmm. will not be able to operate in the same way. Right. Because your mental is messed up. We were talking in a group chat today about, you know, some of how we saw like some of the nuances around remote work. Yeah. And what y'all didn't know is that I had just woke up from a nap. <laughs> I literally came home from the gym. Josh don't have a tutor no more, so I ain't got to get him to school as early. Mm-hmm. I shot off some emails, did some quick work. Took him to school, came home, showered, and took a nap. Mm, it was not was only like 30, 40 minutes. But, but like I needed that as a refresher. I was a little tight. And now I'm able to push through the rest of my day. But if I wasn't, that mental, that self-care space in that moment yeah. would have literally made the rest of my day so much more hard. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I say all that to say you have to pause um, to, especially if you're able to identify, to identify the need for it and right. just and do it. Because mm-hmm. not doing it is so much more harmful than trying yeah. to navigate through it. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, I, taking care of your mental space, also checking in on your friends is very important. So I would if you're listening to this episode right now, you know, reach out to whoever your friends are. Yeah. Um yeah. and also too, if they you know, I'm gonna get spiritual for a second. If somebody enters your heart, like in terms of like you thinking about somebody, like that's reach the way out. I feel. It's a it call them. Reach out to them and say, "Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling?" Um, I just feel like that's some. I feel like the Lord like tells us sometimes, like, "Oh, talk about this person." Reach out to them, and say, "Hey, how are you doing? You were just on my mind." And oftentimes, mm-hmm. when you do that to somebody, they're like, "Oh man, like, thanks for reaching out." Like, right. And sometimes they may just need somebody to talk to, or or or, hey, we need to catch up. Let's go get some coffee or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you literally can be saving them from God knows what. So mm-hmm. uh, that's very important. Check-ins are extremely important. I'm grateful for the family and friends that I have, like yourself and Chris, who are always checking on me. We do the same yeah. thing, check on y'all. Um, before we wrap this up, anything, any final point regarding a million little things, uh, any of these points we talked about? Nope. Great show. Um, definitely in my top five greatest white shows. Yeah. Without um, a doubt. Probably now, at least in my top 20 of greatest shows of all time. I haven't yeah. sat down and ranked it yet, but if we just talking about all times, regardless of race, Mm-hmm. Is is definitely up it's there. in there. It's yeah. definitely in there. Definitely top five uh, white shows, drum dramatic shows. I think mm-hmm. it's it, it's from start to finish. Well done. Yeah, bravo, kudos to them. All right. Um. So I feel like we did a lot of kind of soul searching. I think mm-hmm. we can skip the pockets of joy, even though it's kind of really yeah a thing there. A million and, things brings me intentional joy. So this yes. was oh what I got and and talking through you know life brings me joy too. Um, all right, so I guess we need to go to the uh, P.O. Box. Let's get into it. All right. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box, and we are excited because we ain't been here for a while. But before we get into it, real quick, I want to let you know that you, too, can be on the show by writing in to Ask the Jigsaw. That is A-S-K the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We're going to do a few things. Read your letter out loud if we agree with it. Give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronouns. And then we want to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tice's internet. So with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Pronouns. They, them, he, him. Ooh. It was a good name. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I need to do one of the unisex names. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Let's do, let's do Stacy. Stacy. Good one. <laughs> crazy thing is all the Stacys I knew back at home were like crazy gangsters. 
Shout out to the wood. <laughs> Stacy. The nigga's name was Ashley. Like the dudes that had like the quote unquote like unisex names, them niggas mm-hmm. was the craziest. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's do it. Stacy uh, writes, "Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I'm a recent graduate of Morgan State University. Congratulations! Shout out to all the graduates out there. Yes, right. we'll we'll do an official celebrate next week. Yeah, because it is graduation season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say recent uh, graduate of Morgan State University, which is HBCU, uh, and I got offered a position as an intern in my field at a at my dream company. Mm-hmm. However, I am broke." So I attended job fairs and I got my a call God. back from a job in my field in a not so ideal company. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't bad, but it's not on my radar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the full time role pays well. The internship has a stipend and the possibility of a full time hire after the year long commitment. But there is no guarantee. The question is, do I take the money now or wait and hope to be in the space I really want to be in? I'm gonna read that one more time. Do I take the money now, mm-hmm. or, or wait and then hope, hopefully, to be in the place where I really want to be? Thanks and love the show, Stacy. Ooh, okay. Stop. I don't know if this is an easy answer mm-hmm. because I think your pockets want you to get this job now, mm-hmm. right? Especially if it's paying a certain type of salary yeah. that you can tap into. But I think at the same time, um, they're both in your field, so the internship is in your field. Mm-hmm. Younger Josh would have took the money. Today, Josh is going to take the internship, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because it's in your field. It's at your dream company. And while the job is not guaranteed, if you get in there and work your tail off, even considering this current job climate, there's a high chance mm-hmm. they are going to hire you at the end. Additionally, if you don't want, you're still getting paid something. So you're probably enough to cover your bills. Hopefully, that's enough to do that. Um, you're going to probably have some of the same perks outside of benefits as some of the other employees, but you get to learn the company and you get mm-hmm. to be there. If they do not hire you, sis, you now not only have a degree, but you got a year of reputable experience at a reputable company. Yeah. Go out there and get that job. It's yeah. Something's going to be available to you. And here's the thing. Be proactive. When it hits that 90 to 60 day mark, start applying for jobs mm-hmm. because it's going to take about a 90 to 60 day. Ryan just got a job. It's going to yeah. take around that time yeah. Yeah, right, for you to apply get interviewed abc one two three so i would say about that a 90 day mark start applying for jobs putting yourself out there so the worst case scenario you interview somebody have to tell them no right mm-hmm. if they tell you yes best case scenario they don't offer you the job but you're you're somewhere else you want to be so i would take the internship only because there's a high chance you're going to land there yeah it's same here and uh, for a different reason <clears throat> i say take the internship he just graduated high school, college, so mm-hmm. there's hopefully your your if it's student loans you worried about, you'd be okay. Defer them, um, defer them, thanks, <laughs> right? Um, but within that, the idea of you feel that this may be your dream company, take their internship because you may find out that it may not be your dream company. That too, you get to <laughs> test them out. Yeah, yeah, test it out. It may not be your dream company, but also if they're a reputable, amazing company. Then having them on your resume will would be great for your overall career. So mm-hmm. one, you'll find out if they really are your dream company. Yes. Two, they'll be on that. your resume. And then like Josh said, you can with an opportunity, you can be applying. And if it's if it's safe as Google, right? Google on your resume while you're applying for other companies, say, hey, I'm working at Google currently and you're trying to go somewhere that, oh, you work for Google, Google has you, you must be a good employee. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would say take the intern. You're still young. You still have opportunity yeah, for sure. um, to, to grow your income. You know, I feel like if you if it's the right situation, you'll be okay mm-hmm. after a year or however amount of time mm-hmm. that you are working as an intern at that organization. Yeah. 
And I'm going to tell you this one piece before we move on. My wife's dream and career-wise was to be a school social worker. A part-time position opened up at APS. She took it. Mm. She was actually still doing full-time work. Part-time basically meant that she didn't get paid when they was off on holidays and she didn't have no benefits. Yeah. After one year of doing that, she got locked in at a school full-time. Because APS rather rather to hire within than to bring folk from the outside. So I'm giving you that just as a piece of encouragement. Yeah. Maybe a test. Bible says we overcome, right, with the blood of the lamb. And what about testimony? I'm giving you the testimony of somebody who did something similar. Left a full-time job mm-hmm. <laughs> to do what was part-time, hourly, all that different kind of stuff, right? But and now she had a master's degree. A master's so. degree. So, but she wanted to be in a yeah. school system because yeah. of the schedule ABC one two three, and yeah. now she is like in year five or six in that yeah. role, and it's getting sacrifice. you know raises every year, all that different kind of stuff, right? So, follow your dreams, sis. Yep, I agree. All right, so, well, thank you very much for that. And as Josh always says, if you want to be on the Jigsaw, or send us ask the Jigsaw at Jigmail and if if it sounds good, we will reach back out to you. That uh, was not a sis. Follow your dream, them, them, him, they. right? I'm sorry. I was talking about my wife, and I mean, it. I am sorry. Follow your dream. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can do a great conversation before we wrap up. Let's do it. All right. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around for a greater conversation. For those that are brand new to the podcast, this is the segment where we get some things off of our chests. Oh, yeah. I say it all the time, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them out today. And I believe it's been a while. So both of us have something to get off our chest. I'm going to let you go first, Joshua. I'm going to make it very quick. Even though it's loaded, I'm going to make it quick. John Moran is in trouble again Mm -hmm. for the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. showing a gun. Now, there's, there's, there's some nuance and context here. Mm-hmm. People talk about he need better friends. Actually, he had a great friend because mm-hmm. when his friend saw that gun, people ain't having this conversation. Mm-hmm. When the friend saw that gun, he moved yep. that great gun friend. immediately. Great friend. And the only reason mm-hmm. why he was caught because nosy niggas like y'all played it steal by steal and took screenshots. Mm-hmm. If you just watch the video, you don't see the gun. Mm-mm. It is the steal. Right. And, and this is not an excuse for him. I'm just saying that how many times, right? Like this wouldn't have been a thing if this was just this video that was out. You just saw them in the car. But I'm almost sure the fact that he moved that camera so fast indicated something was wrong, yep. which made y'all, the internet folk, go and do additional research, right? And now that that research is done, here's the thing mm-hmm. John Morant didn't do anything illegal. Let's start mm-hmm. there. Yep. I don't even think he did anything immoral. Maybe right. a little bit stupid because flashing a gun and stuff like that is unsafe. It could go off. If that mm-hmm. thing would have hit the windshield, it could have ricocheted back in his head, killed him and his friend, right? That, yep. We can all go into the the, 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 the shoulda, coulda, wouldas of the situation, which what makes it. And then on the flip side of that, why are you just flashing a gun? and Like, you're a multimillionaire. Yeah. Why you're doing that, I don't know. It's immature. It is silly, right? But he didn't do anything illegal. Oh. On top of that, John Morant is employed in the state of Tennessee, there are Tennessee lawmakers who take Christmas pictures mm-hmm. with not just a gun, but assault rifles, mm-hmm. smiling, and they with get the praised. Mm-hmm. They get praised and applauded for that, for their gun rights and all this other kind of stuff. Yep. I'm there are two different scenarios, but where's the if, if 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 the smoke is about him showing the gun on camera, where's the smoke for them? This is why I say that white supremacy is the ocean and not the shark. Because on one end, I get it. The Grizzlies have the right 
to hold a higher standard than the government, which is wild to even think about. <laughs> right. Right. That a uh, NBA organization has. But it's all about image, right? It's all about image. But at the same time, where is this? Like, we don't have this same smoke. And I also, I also understand this nuance too for my hotels listening. Ja is a black man. Yeah. So it's some stuff that we can't get away with that they will always get away with. Always. I get that too. But my point is, is that we got to have the same kind of outrage about what these messages are sending. For ev- These are lawmakers with children. Yeah. And when we see some of the mass shootings that specifically happen, these have been young white boys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that, that AME church, the Kenosha, like these were teenage white boys who mm-hmm. had assault rifles. The same, these teenage white boys in these pictures with their families, right? Mm-hmm. And not to say that they're going to grow up and do the same thing, but come on, y'all. Like, Ja needs to do better. Yeah. Ja probably needs a mentor who's going to really get into that tale, like yeah. for real, for real, and hold him accountable. Yeah. But at the same time, we got to be in a space where we like we began to have bigger conversations and this goes into gun laws gun safety overall right while we're holding jaw accountable mm-hmm. i am disappointed in jaw but my hope is that there is enough grace out there for him to have this to have another chance because while what he did was dumb it is dumb in the greater context of everything yeah. it is to me it is not career ending worthy and i'm gonna yeah. stand on that yeah agree uh and transition to before we wrap uh career ending what should be career ending brian mcknight uh, my god if we are canceling folks <laughs> he needs to be first in line um there's nothing worse in my opinion i'm not saying nothing worse uh deadbeats uh folks who yo know, uh abandoned kids even if they grown I feel mm-hmm. like there's a certain level of uh, reconciliation that a, a man, a father, a parent uh, should be able to try to do when it comes to their kids. Um, so I don't like to call people trash, but Brian McKnight is doing some trash type stuff. Uh, even if he has an estrangement from his kids, to completely just disown them uh, and to do it uh, visibly and, and openly to, and then have a have a kid and then name them after you who are you got that son and go online and try to trash. try to defend yourself and you made it worse by basically saying your current son's your real legacy and the kids who aren't really your kids you know you know really make you happy and your other kids don't so you trash your wife is trash because how could she allow you as a man to not take care of your kids or even have a relationship with your kids and then to so it's all the situation is terrible um brian mcknight i know you thought you was doing something to eight online and with your whole little statement and stuff like that you whack your wife is whack all this is whack y'all need to get it together because this is not it uh it is not nice um i'm not going to go into the fact that you left the black family to get with a, another family but that's neither here nor my there God. Um, my God. but uh start back at one and that's your first family your first love that you should be taking care of uh then make you reconcile that information because the bible talks about this it says that you know the person that doesn't take care of this family is worth an infidel, and I that know. scripture is broken Give down. Give us the word, Brian. It's not just about providing money to monetary things. It's about social, emotional intelligence, all those things. So if you're not taking care of your family, then you really can't tell me nothing. And that mm-hmm. is not just mm-hmm. providing a check, but that's also you know uh, reaching out to your kids, having a relationship with your kids as much as you can uh, to make sure everyone is is all right uh, holistically. So that's it. That's my great conversation. Anything else before we uh, wrap up? No, I agree with that. And y'all already know I don't Brian McKnight. So it's uh. cancel because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Brian McKnight. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that was trash, man. That's... Them, them them 90s falsetto voices that just didn't do it for me. <laughs> that was, I stick with them. I stick with them. But anyway, with that being said, I'm still next step. This has been another episode of your favorite podcast, Jigsaw Podcast. And as always, I want to thank always. you so much for joining us, for being with us, for listening. Thank you for tolerating us while we were on a break. Yep. Um, we are back and we don't have any immediate plans to be gone. Nope. Um, but we are back and we got something big coming up. And what is that? Our three year anniversary. We do. Um, so we're excited to be turning three. If we were a child, we'll be, you know, I think we'll be walking, maybe feeding ourselves now. All the things mm-hmm. that happen at three. Brian, you, you're closer to a three year old than I am. I don't remember. Right. We're potty trained. We're doing all the things. Peace. Right. We're talking back. We're doing everything. Right. So, um, so thank you all for jo- joining us on this journey. We're super excited to continue to grow with you. All right. So, y'all already know. You can only do what you can while you can the very best ways that you can, but in all of your doing, please, please, please don't get caught with your work done. Love y'all. See y'all next week.